Almighty God, on this blessed day, we give you thanks for those who would lend their voices and their love to express your love. Thank you for being the good shepherd. Now, Lord, let me decrease as you increase. Enlighten our minds, soften our hearts, and unite us. That we, your people, will follow you, will be led by you, and love one another and love your world. May the words I speak bring you praise, O oh God, and never, never shame. Amen, amen, and amen. The sermon for this morning, the shepherd's unconditional love. The shepherd's unconditional love. Jack and Jenny Higgins had 26 children. Um, Jack was the patriarch and he demanded his children live in integrity, have a great work ethic. And more than anything, he demanded that they support one another, uh, respect the elders and just be all around good folk, be good Christian folk. But when you got 26 children, somebody's bound to go crazy. And Jack Jr. was his oldest son, and Jack Jr. decided to become prodigal. He left, roamed the world, and when the world beat him up, abused him, he came back. And his daddy welcomed him in. A couple of days later, the, what was called the high sheriff knocked on the door and said Jack had stolen something and they're gonna take him to jail. And part of the ritual of taking anybody to jail was to beat him on the way. So he asked his son, you've been out and I need you to tell me, I need you to look me in the eye and tell me, did you do what he's accused you of? And he knew that Jack had never lied to him, even all the things he'd been exposed to when he left, he was, honest with his dad and he said, daddy, I didn't do any of that. And so daddy said, well, you can't take him. And he stood there defiantly, knowing that this sheriff was an evil man, knowing that he could die, but he stood there, defied the sheriff and said, you're not taking my son, my son is not leaving. He's not gonna be beaten, not gonna leave here. That's what a good shepherd does. That's what a good father does. We're willing to lay down our life for our children and that's, the gospel, that's who Jesus is. He is the good shepherd who loves us unconditionally. We can't earn it, we can't buy it. Uh, we can't swap for it, we can't barter for it. Our God does not barter or trade, he just gives freely and, 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 and joyfully. And we have to realize that we are the sheep and what our behavior our behavior matters because we know that the sheep is willing to give his life to stand in adversity, to stand in storms, to stand in hell or high water for us. And so as we acknowledge that, and he says, I, I'm, I am the good shepherd, you know that you don't have the power to withstand the, the bear and the lion like David with only a slingshot because he had the power of God in him to save the sheep, the fight that he will fight off all the predators in this world. That's what Jesus does for us. Because if you live long enough, as you engage life day by day, 
the predators are coming for you. Around every corner, there's some sense of doom or disaster that we cannot face by ourselves. We see in our world what's happening to our children, what's happening to families. We see in our world the abuse, the discrimination, the hatred. And the Good Shepherd tells us if, you, if the sheep stay together, if you stay in community and, and abide by my principles and my roots, things get better. If you're watching television, the sheep are multicolored, multicultural, multi-generational. The sheep are there. The sheep are the ones who believe in following the shepherd and doing what's right. The sh those sheep are the ones who are saying no more to the killing of our babies, no more to the abuse of the elders, no more to the abuse of anybody. Because the shepherd has said to us, I need you, I will feed you. I'll feed you spiritually, I'll feed you physically. And part of that is that, that, that we work through one another. That when sheep see other hungry sheep, what's your, what's your job? Not just physical food, but spiritual food. There's some people who are so desperately in need of love, so desperately in need of a word from the cross, so desperately in need of something to believe in to believe that when they get up in the morning, something good might happen. When they get up in the morning, they're not journeying by themselves. They need to know that when they walk down the street, there'll be people smiling at them, waving at them, and hoping the best for them, not just living in a solitary individual world with every dog for himself. The good shepherd says, I will be your shepherd, but I need you to listen, listen, listen. And it is so hard sometimes and the sheep who don't listen can fall off cliffs. The sheep who don't listen can eat bad grass. The sheep that don't listen can get caught by predators because when you leave the herd, anything can happen to you. And many people can, we're enticed to leave the herd to go and do, to do things that we ought not do. And that's not on the, the good shepherd, that's on us we decide to do something that we have been warned. When, when, when the Good Shepherd has charted a path for us and that path looks so dull and dreary, so we wanna go with the cool corner. We wanna go do what the cool folk are doing and the cool folk are the ones who drown, the ones who get lost in the rages of, of the sea, the ones who get lost in the storms. But the Good Shepherd is saying, calm down, follow, listen, please listen. My grandfather used to say, boy, a hard head makes a soft behind. It is so truthful. We can be so hard-headed when it comes to listening to the gospel because we know more than God sometimes. We know more than Jesus. We know it all. You can't tell me what to do with my money. You can't tell me what to do with my service. You can't tell me. Yeah, well, God created you. He knows you. And if you're going to be a part of the, you're going to be a part of the family of God, if you're going to be a part of the sheep herd, you got to contribute. You know, you got to watch out. You got to be on watch sometimes. You gotta, you gotta bring the food in sometimes. You gotta sacrifice sometimes. It's not all about you. It's each person, each person in the group matters, but the power and the strength of the group makes a difference. If you watched the movie Soul Food years ago, one line, one line in there is worth the whole darn movie. When the matriarch says, you see this hand, one finger, one finger, doesn't matter, but when you put them all together, it makes a mighty fist and you can strike a mighty blow. Too many of us are running around one finger folk, but yes, we don't Lord. we don't understand, we don't know, we don't know that we need the team. Yes, it's all about me, I, I, I need top billing. 
I used to laugh at one of my, my, my friends, one of my relatives who was a musician, used to talk about that, that when they got on the road, everybody want to be the top billing person. I'm, I'm the headlights, I'm at the top here. But sometimes you got to be in the background. Sometimes you got to be backup singers. Sometimes you got to be the ones who bring in the harmony. Sometimes you got to be the ones who say, I don't care if people don't see me. If you are going to be a part of this herd, you've got to want to be there. You've got to, again, you've got to listen. You've got to listen. And sometimes God speaks a word in the ear of one fellow traveler to give to you. And we are too stubborn, too strong willed to listen. When the Lord says, you hear an elderly person, it's a young person say, baby, you ought not do that. You know, you, you can't afford that type of car right now to save your money, but I gotta have it now. You can't afford the penthouse in the area where you wanna live. Oh, my friends got it. I gotta have it now. Sometimes getting it now causes us to steal, to rob, to kill, to hurt, to cheat, because we want it now. And the Lord is saying, just take your time. I will take care of you, but you gotta, you gotta listen. If I tell you not to go there, don't go. If I tell you not to go out in the store, keep your behind home. I got to get my cigarettes. I got to get my beer. Got to get my stuff. I, I'll be okay. The wind is only blowing 160 miles an hour. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I, I'll get home. All the crazy stuff that we do because we are not listening to the shepherd. But I tell you, when we listen, we understand and know that no matter how dumb or how crazy we get, though, he still loves us unconditionally. And that's kind of crazy. Sometimes hard for me to understand that, that, that no matter what we do, he still loves us. No matter how horrible it is, we still loves, he still loves us. You heard me talk about my grandchild, Morgan, who's a character. She's a teenager now, but once she was smaller, she opened a closet and discovered that when, my, when, my, when her mother was, was a child, I would buy her regular Barbie dolls to play with and collectible Barbies as an investment. So she would have them, you know, sell them to go to college or whatever, because they grew in value. Morgan opened up that closet and discovered those Barbies and plotted for weeks as a little girl how to get them. So she started making her a ladder out of quilts and pillows and stuff. And she got up there and Angie heard somebody, help. Help, help. Morgan was up there stuck. But before she got unstuck, she had taken her teeth and torn open one of the most valuable Barbies. And once she tried to package, the value is just gone. She had torn it up. And so Angela made her call me and tell me what she'd done. And she just crying. And she said, Papa, I messed up. I tore open Angela's Barbie doll. That's worth a lot of money. Do you still love me? And I said, yeah, Morgan, it was wrong. They were not your Bobbies. They belonged to your mom. You tore it up, but I still love you. This you pondered and thought, well, this is good. Well, can I get them all? <laughs> they were the thing, I want them all. Sometimes God, with God's unconditional love, we just want to stretch it. We go over and beyond. God says, I'm giving you a break. Well, oh Lord, can you well let me do let me take two of them? No, I'm 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 saying to you, I forgive you for that one mistake. I'm not gonna let you make 10 more. So we can't trifle and play with the good shepherd. 
when we get the break and when he, because he loves us unconditionally, that ought to cause us to behave and act better, to do better. He leads us besides still waters. You know, sometimes we have to, we have to calm down and be at peace. Our souls have to rest. Our souls, that's why Sabbath is so important. Just to rest and reflect. Sometimes just Sabbath means you sit there and hold your hands, mate's hands. Sometimes you just sit there and watch the sunrise, but you need that time. You need it Sabbath. He leads us me besides still waters away from the danger. And sometimes we are so near danger that we just don't realize it. But once the, we understand who the good shepherd is and he's directing us and, 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 and guiding it and moving us toward a wholesome and more holistic life, then we got it made. We have it made. We know the good shepherd. We recognize the good shepherd's works and we embrace him. We love him and we're able to pass it on to our children. That's one thing about the good shepherd. He allows us to have a legacy to pass on. He allows you and I to take the torch and pass it on. Every church in America is terrified that there won't be another generation to keep the church going. Well, I got news for you. Your building may not exist, but God's universal church will always exist. But what you want in your building, you want your building to be a part, be a unique part of memories and hope and generations to come that are continue doing ministry and continue loving Jesus and continue gathering for fellowship and refuel and strength and energy, which is so valid and so important. So if we're not teaching our kids, we have nothing to pass on. Don't pass on them a torch and don't tell them what they need to do with it. Don't pass them on information that doesn't mean that that doesn't help them guide them to help them to be a part of the family of God. It's okay to give them wisdom about investments, about stocks and bonds, and about making financial decisions, but give them a legacy of making moral ethical decisions that says people matter in this world. And every day that I touch somebody's life, that's a good day for God. Every day that I rejoice and give testimony. That's a good day for God. Every day that I can get up and say, Lord, what are we going to do today? That's a good day for God. Good day for us. We got it made in America, don't we? Seems like it. Got more stuff than people in all other continents. You know, we're doing well. We don't get as sick. Our life expectancy is higher in some cases. We, we got it going on. And we tend to believe that Okay, God just loves America. But I got news from politicians and got news of people around the world. God loves the whole world. And when we sit around and say, God bless America and forget the world, uh, we're forgetting that we belong to 7 billion plus family of God. And God is the shepherd of us all. His son Jesus has come to us to live and die so that you and I, you and I might be better people. So at the end of the day, are we better people? At the end of the day, have you passed on a family legacy of hope? At the end of the day, have you passed on a family legacy of love? And if you gather around your children and give them the, give them wisdom, I think we all ought to gather our children together and say, if I leave you today, this is what I need you to know. Whatever else you want to tell them, you need to be able to tell them, if I leave you today, I leave you a legacy of hope. I leave you a legacy of hardworking ancestors, but more than anything else, I leave you the legacy of the cross. I need you to point your children 
and have your children point their children and their children toward the cross and realize that the cross means that symbolically we are united to something greater than ourselves. We are united to something more powerful than ourselves. We are united in love and unconditional love and we serve a master who is greater than anything or anybody who's flung stars into being, who spoke the world into existence. We serve a God who can say to the dead, get up. We serve a God who can just stop the wind. We serve a God who has all power. So if God has all power and he's given some of that power to you, what are you gonna do with your power? It is amazing that we have this much power. It's amazing that we have the power and we don't do anything with it. It's amazing that we have such wonderful testimonies and we just quiet as church mites. The people who go to ball games, sporting events or concerts would not dare be as quiet as the people are in church. It doesn't matter what denomination, people in church are quiet. But you go to a ball game and even, even introverts like me will have their neck, uh, 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 leg all around their necks, just flipping into pretzels, screaming and yelling, jumping up and down. And they come to church and it's such drudgery. Oh Lord, let this hour pass from me. I got turnip greens at home. I got cornbread, I got neck bones, I got a cobbler and, and, and Lord, I just need to get home to it. At the ball game, beer is flying, pretzels up in the air, people's throwing mustard all over each other, dressing up like who knows what, and really excited about living. We need to get excited about the cross. We need to be running and shopping in Walmart. You know, people are running around Walmart shopping because they got toilet tissue coupons, singing and dancing, jumping up and down in Walmart in, in, in the stores, jumping them down when there's a massive sale at the Toyota dealership. And when it comes to our testimony for Jesus, we are just like, okay, okay, Lord, I just need to suffer for you through this time and trial of, of coming to church. If Jesus came to you today in your house, would he hear you witnessing and testifying about the good shepherd? Or you, would he see you climbing up not knowing where you're going or where you've been? The challenge for us, the challenge for us, family of God, is that every day we gotta live like it's our last day. The challenge for us every day is we gotta be so joyful. We gotta be so bubbly. The challenge for us is in spite of all the things that I have known people who have been just weak bodies, weak from, from, from cancer, from, from, from chemo, from radiation, and yet they, barely crawl out of the hospital, crawl away from the, the, the center where they're getting their treatments with joy and hope, more joy and hope than some of us who are physically healthy and able to go just move and do a, go about our business. When you know Jesus, people know it. When you know people, Jesus know it. When you know people, your children, when you know Jesus, your children know it. When you know Jesus, your spouse knows it. More importantly, you know it. And at the end of the day, when somebody says to you, 
what's the most, what was the most important day of your life is you name the birth of your children, your marriage and whatever, you can say the day that I met Jesus and he came into my life, that was a good day. Amen, amen, and amen. The good shepherd, my shepherd, your shepherd. Praise be to God. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Lord, our God, you are the good shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the song this morning. It so inspired us. Thank you, oh God, for the family of God at, at Centenary and, and others outside of the church who are loving you and so glad to be a part of the family of God. Keep us on the right journey, oh God. Help us to follow you away from turbulent waters. Help us follow the good shepherd and be all that we need to be. For those in, on Facebook, oh God, who want to say, Lord, I need you to come into my life. I repent of my sins. Take me, lead me, and guide me. Then it is done. That's all that's necessary just to claim you, to ask you, and to repent. As we said, often we love to have you at Centenary, but if there's a church near you or, or where you feel comfortable, just saying to the pastor, I need more direction, further direction. Help me, Lord. There's not a pastor or a congregation out there that would not, would fail to respond. So we want you to respond. For those who will be with us past the Facebook time and the glory sightings, if you're listening and you need to make the same announcement, then we're, willing, we're ready for you and we can lead and guide you. But we give thanks to you, Holy Master, for all that we have witnessed, all that we've done. And we just are glad to follow the Good Shepherd in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.